Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also follow me on social media at NoClutchNate. I'm Norman Mitchell. You can find us uh, find me on DuelingGenre.com and Lord of the Rings Minute. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson from the same gosh darn place. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. And today on Man of Steel Minute, we're talking about number 78. And the minute starts with Kal-El uh, puking up blood. Ooh. Ooh, and then the minute press. ends with uh, General Zod giving Kal-El his version of Krypton's history. Hmm. So, yeah. Krypton history as told by General Zod. Cryptistory. <laughs> Quote. That sounds too close to rotisserie, which is kind of what happened yeah. to the planet, mm. I guess. Oh, Ooh. too soon. Mm. That, that joke worked out. You, we rehearsed that, guys. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was good. It paid off. Um, seeing Kal El bleed, really interesting. We saw this in the trailers when the trailers first came out. Do you think that? I mean, this has to be the first time he's seeing himself bleed. Yeah, it has first to time be. he's seeing his own blood. Yeah, like I know that there's. Whoa, it's red too, just like humans. There are there are stories <laughs> that have uh, cow bleeding and everything and stuff. Um, you know. Uh, in, in comics and, and whatnot, but um, I think it's safe to say that this is the first time that this character from this universe is seeing himself bleed. Like, even if he was a kid, I th- I like to think that it goes back to the old Superman lore where he was just, like, ultimate super baby, mm-hmm. super toddler that could lift up cars and, and whatnot and, uh, you know, never got hurt, so he never he never fell out of the tree and and broke his arm with Lana. He never did any of that. So, like, him seeing himself bleed is probably just, like, a complete, like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, this being the first time we see him bleed, I, well, especially in the trailers, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, kryptonite, right? Like, or, oh, like, it's just, like, like, people like to speculate, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like, seeing him bleed on in a trailer, you're like, oh, what are they, use kryptonite or something? But, like... No, they use something else. I feel like there was a there was a I don't know if it was a rumor or if it was something else, but I feel like very early on after Man of Steel came out, like Zack Snyder came out with something and said that Kryptonite doesn't exist in this universe. I feel like that was a thing, but it, it could have been a rumor. I think he just meant this film, but uh apparently, well, I don't know. They say Kryptonite it, it became a thing when after the Three Doors Down song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, okay. when when Krypton when Krypton exploded, it created kryptonite. Yeah, that's what that is. Well, well, I don't know about this universe, but I think that kryptonite was made in Donna Justice because of the World Engine. Yeah, it created it. So I th- I think we've had this discussion before where the World Engine created the kryptonite, but that would have to mean that through all of the. Uh, terraforming that they already did on kryptonite that just the rocks themselves there are kryptonite you know what i mean like the 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 world engine was creating the kryptonite from terraforming so after years of terraforming on krypton the whole surface should be kryptonite you know what i mean 
Well, yeah, and even you if can't they're just not, have a yeah. world full of people as powerful as Superman running around. As soon as someone gets mad, they cause massive devastation. I thought Superman was only super powerful because of, of the, the sun, sun and the lack of kryptonite. Okay. Yeah. Well, like the, I mean, Krypton has, is orbiting a red sun, right. so like that de- depowers them. But maybe when a Kryptonian is exposed to red sun, and as well as a Kryptonite, they don't feel the effects of the Kryptonite. They just feel the effects of the red sun. Oh. So, like, therefore, them walking on the actual surface of Krypton, if it is in fact kryptonite, it, it it's no matter. effect because, okay. yeah, there's there's no there's nothing to affect. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's also you. It's you have to think of like the terraforming, and then it's like, well, yeah, you're terraforming for Krypton, but at the same time, you still have that yellow sun yeah. around Earth. So it's like, what is that? What are those properties of Krypton? How are they affected by the yellow sun versus red sun? Hmm. Yeah. So the properties of kryptonite can change just on based on the sun as well. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> um, do you think this is accurate? What what happens to, to, to Cal at this situation? Do you think if, if, a, if a being that was as powerful as Superman had to adapt to a different atmosphere, the coughing up blood is a thing? Why is he coughing up blood? Is it just like his organs are just like bursting inside of him? Yeah, like, that what's, was what's my the dealio? question because like well, that would be his lungs. Yeah, his lungs would be bleeding. Yeah, but yeah I don't know his why his lungs would be bleeding. If they're trying to absorb either more or less air than they need to, so they're contracting really sharply, and they're bursting the. That's horrifying. I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what the stuff inside I, your lung is called. Yeah. Uh, the capillaries. No, that's <laughs> no. The there's like. The little air sacs. The little air sacs in your lungs. The little filter sacs or whatever they're called. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. Whatever. (laughs) Are like (laughs) bursting because they're being either contracted or expanded too far. Yeah. It's like when you run in cold weather. Like, I'm pretty sure technically your lungs are bleeding when you're running in cold weather. Just when you run in general. Your lungs bleed a little bit. Yeah. So, like, this is just like him, like, super running. (laughs) Puns. It, uh, it it's good for you. It strengthens your lungs, right? <laughs> I mean, I've never coughed sure. up blood from an asthma attack, but knowing what an asthma attack feels like, this is pretty much the effect you get. You, if you can just, you'll just collapse and be worthless. Huh. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Depending on how severe um, it is. Yeah. That's scary. Well, it's pretty severe. So this is accurate. Like what what he's going through would be. I'm sure they asked someone. Yeah. yeah. What's it like when you suddenly can't breathe? Well, you don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> and it hurts <laughs> a lot. Well, you start to feel strange. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah goes from I there. gotta say, it's probably accurate because it's probably, I mean, they've been accurate. About, they want everything else to be accurate. I'm pretty sure this is too. And I'm pretty sure they're like, well, what it would be like. And they'd be like, oh, you, you know, you probably have shortness of breath. And, you know, I, I feel like maybe nosebleed should be a thing, but we don't see that, I don't yeah. think. I mean, an asthma attack is definitely the most painful thing I can think of that I've experienced. Hmm. Do you think it's also, like, the gas affecting his lungs, too? Because we don't know what their atmosphere is made of, right? Right. Like, it's probably, I would imagine, because Kryptonians are very close to humans, that it has to be the same chemical makeup, but it's probably a different ratio. Like, there's probably more nitrogen. Yeah, but that would make your lungs bleed. It could if you can't breathe it. Yeah, I guess maybe. That's scary. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I imagine just ask somebody that's yeah. Like a doctor. I I imagine it just has to be a different (laughs) ratio because if Kryptonians and humans are close enough genetically that they can, you know, 
Breed in theory, like a previous Superman movie, then... Yeah, but that's not this Superman movie. Right, I'm just saying, like, in theory, then their bodies require the same nutrients to survive, so the air they breathe needs to be made of the same things. Maybe Superman's the only one who can, like, make a baby with a human because... He, he lived on Earth for so long, Earth, yeah. so it changed his semen? <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, Laura and Jor-El have a baby. Yeah, but that's like an alien. Kryptonians um, are like able to. It's just I don't, I don't think the want is there. I think they're are they're programmed not to have sexual intercourse. Huh. But Jor-El wanted a baby. Yeah, but like that's he an saw Laura like, and he's just like, yeah. we want to. I want to make a baby with you. That's that's like a that's like yeah. an alien baby. Right. Uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> it's like the best love story don't, you could ever be ask prejudiced. for. <laughs> But, you know, like, they're close enough that with time, their bodies can adapt to breathing each other's atmospheres. Yeah. And if they're that close and that they look like this and they can breathe the same atmosphere, it's probably relatively safe to assume that even in this universe, they probably are close enough that they could breed. Huh. Well, I have a theory that humans came from Kryptonians in, like, a Prometheus kind of way. Huh. So Interesting. That's I have like a weird theory because it's so similar that there has to be some sort of connecting right. history. So that's my theory. One com- there's a I, there's I, a comic book that con- confirms that in its own universe in a way. <laughs> that exists. Is there? Yeah, if you're familiar with how Red Sun ends. Oh. Is that the Yeah, the that's true. Superman that's very in? true. Well, yeah, have, at, wait, the, at the very end of Red Sun, it's like the whole process of Superman landing on Earth starts over again. But it's like, you know, it, it, it first off he lands in, in Russia, and then he ends up, it, it repeats S- Spoilers itself. for it's Red like Sun. A, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. People yeah. should read it. That comic's been out since like, I read Red Sun, but I don't remember that part. I'll bring it over. <laughs> or, I mean, maybe it doesn't, oh, I guess maybe it doesn't quite work like that, but Red Sun establishes a cyclical timeline. Yeah, oh, that's what cool. it is. It's like I totally forgot that part. It's like a, a Luthor ends up being the L in in House of L. Like I need to reread the this L book. From Luthor How did I miss this? Being, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's and like then the like last, the like, Earth three and Red Sun pages. over the course of like billions of years becomes Krypton, and then what? Yeah, because it, it's yeah. Al L because Al comes from Lu- L comes from Luthor oh. way back in the past. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like their names really eventually get like shortened and changed. Yeah. I guess I should read this. Have you it's not a read book. Red Sun? It's good. <laughs> huh. Spoilers. No, well, I do think that maybe this is why uh, Martha Kent told Clark about him growing up and having trouble breathing, so that they can come back to this. Is there is, is there a bit of a connection there? Was that I'm on purpose? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, yeah, like this, and then when Zod gets his helmet knocked off and he starts to get all, like, that wackadoo visions and whatnot. Wackadoo visions. Yeah. Right. Well, because um, part of the whole theme of this it, movie, yeah. really part of the whole theme of this movie is that Superman is not invulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I, they need to establish that sort of thing, like, early on in the movie anyway, before we get to this point and before we get to, like, the fight with Zod or the fight with Feora or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. All good stuff. Um, the transition from this scene, so he basically is about, I love to, it. about to pass out. Yeah, or he's passing out. Um, and then it switches to him 
in Smallville. Yeah, laying down like that whole that transition of him laying down and it like just quickly switching to it. Like I I don't know why mm-hmm. I love it. No, it's I mean it's pretty it's a pretty good transition. Um, it seems just so basic. It seems just yeah, like, it's simple and like it works. It, oh, it's like there, but yeah. it's like oh my god, this is like he just passed out, and it's almost like you're supposed to think that it's a dream sequence, but you actually don't know that, especially not yet. But like it's 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 just like everybody's on the same place. Like what's happening? Why did the setting just change? Like and what's then, going on? Right, and is it supposed to be like a double fake where it's just like, does are we supposed to look at him and his reaction when he wakes up? Which always which, which makes me kind of chuckle the face that he makes when he first opens his eyes. Yeah, are we supposed to think? I was going to ask. Like, have are we supposed to think that he thinks he just woke up from a dream? <laughs> Yeah, and like I was gonna ask, like, has has have any of you woken up like that? Have you ever just like your your head's not on your pillow? You're maybe on like the opposite side of the bed, and you're just like so confused, like where where am I right now? Like I, that happens to me uh, as time? a sleep one time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that are you serious? You're a sleepwalker. Yeah, I am a sleepwalker. I haven't I haven't done it in a long time but i used to sleepwalk a lot when i was younger so you just wake up in random places yeah like in the bathtub with a blanket and my pillow oh my god that's terrifying one time On when lawn. i was younger um my bed was like a day bed so it was against the wall yeah mm-hmm. and i woke up and we had really white walls in this house and i woke up staring at the wall com- like just and i woke up that way and I thought I died because it was just pure white. And I was so worried. And I was like, and then I turned around and I just rolled over. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah. That was such a weird way to wake up. And I thought I died. Um, I, another I, crazy wake up story was probably when I was downtown. And then I woke up in my bed, which is the scariest thing ever. Because then I asked myself, did I drive? Yes, I did. Oh, God. God. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I can't say I've ever driven sleepwalking. I hope not. Uh, I've crossed the road. I, I know that <laughs> for sure. Uh, but I can really sympathize with Clark, with, with like Clark Kent in this moment, because I feel like I've made that exact same face when I've woken up on grass before <laughs> in like my parents' front yard when yeah. I was a kid. It's just like, how the hell? What? What am I doing yeah, here? Yeah, absolutely. Damn. So the thing about this minute that when we were watching it it kind of took me out of it for a second was um when lois uh calls him clark and i couldn't because i've only seen this movie once so i couldn't remember if they like knew like each other like if she knew she obviously knows his identity yeah he tells her his name when he's disguised as a worker on the crew right no, 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 no. She she does her sleuthing and oh. figures it all out, and she puts the pieces together after she gets to Kent Farm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, there we go. But she knew him as Clark and not Kal-El. Right. So she says Clark, um, which I feel like makes it a little bit more intimate of a connection than yeah. saying Cal. I was just, yeah. like, um, I was well, the- confused because I forgot that at in this in this movie he hasn't worked at the daily planet yet yeah so like mm-hmm. i always think of them together at the daily planet and she has no idea who he is right so that's why i was like wait what so we're robbed of that wonderful like reveal of <laughs> him telling her who he is but that's fine it's like 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I, I really like I'll that. Allow it, because she yeah. did the lowest lane thing and and discovered his yeah. identity. Yeah. So I applaud that. I like it when people change Instead. things when they really try to go in a different direction. So you got to take risks. Yeah, we got to. Th- you got to go yeah, there. We got to. Th- That's we, the thing. You we gotta we got to think of this universe being a completely separate universe. Uh, not even universe. We got to think of it being a completely separate Earth, other than Earth Prime. Right. So it's like not this, Earth, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's Earth Prime. This I is think it's, it's not at all. It's it's not even it's closer. It's part of the multiverse. In yeah, my opinion. it's still part of the multiverse. But like this version of, I mean, think about it. Deadshot is you know is played by Will Smith when we're all used to him being, you know, Floyd for, for lack of a better word, a white dude. But like now, <laughs> there's stories where Superman's an African American, and he's also the president of the United States, and it's like okay, that's. Uh, for some reason, people just accept it when it's like presented to them as a different universe. But then when you get a movie, you're like almost expecting it to be the prime universe that you that you know. And it's like, right. well, that's that's not the case here, especially with DC. Like, the whole multiverse was created for this purpose to have difference of sh- sh- showcase the different. Yeah. What am I talking? No, about? I think like, you know what I mean. I think I think everything is within the multiverse. The CW shows that's an Earth. Mm-hmm. The um, the uh, Tim Burton Batman films are part of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Like everything that you can think of, Adam West Batman, um, Nolan's Batman. Injustice, yeah, any of that. I mean, everything. Yeah, Dark Knight as well. It is all part of the multiverse. Adam West Batman in my and Tim Burton Batman also still have their own comic book runs, don't they? Batman sixty six and Batman. Yes, yeah, do. I think so. Yeah, or eighty nine, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it's called. Batman eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so thinking about this scene and like him waking up, do we know what's going on here? Do as an audience first watching this? No, we're still like, what's happening? But do yeah, you how guys the heck know are what's the, going on? Here? How the heck are they talking to each other right now? Yeah. Now watching it and doing the research that I've done for this podcast, I know that somewhere along the lines, General Zod and his doctors and maybe just Kryptonians in general have the ability to induce these mind-reading dream sequences. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a mind probe. Yeah. They're probing their minds to discover the location of the codex. Mm-hmm. We do learn later that lo- the same thing happened to Lois. Um, so, like, it's just... It's so offhanded, offhandedly given to us that, like, mm-hmm. you really have to look into it to be like, yeah, okay, like, they're, they're reading your mind while you're passed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. So they have the ability to read our minds, but they're also able to create an environment in it based yeah. off your memories. So it's they like have X-Men, access to that. X-Men Danger Zone up in here. That like, disarms you. That. If they, like, that's kind of disarming in like a, a mind-probing kind of sense or like a diplomatic sense because it's like, I'm going to put you in a place that your brain sees as familiar and comfortable, and then I'm going to interrogate yeah. you. That's like the most like high highest ended military tactic that you can think of like yeah. that's just psychological warfare right there mm-hmm. yeah um so basically this world that he's in right now uh is based off of his memories this is the kent farm basically mm-hmm. he wakes up in it i don't know who chose who chose the royals t-shirt um <laughs> it's either I- i'm assuming it was kal-el who's like this is my favorite t-shirt so <laughs> if i'm getting my mind probed I'm going to wear the Royals t-shirt or <laughs> maybe General Zod was like, this is an ugly shirt. Let's put on this guy when he wakes up. And so he wakes up and he's like, what the hell am I doing with this Royals t-shirt? So there's that. What um, am I wearing? Besides that, I don't, 
<laughs> Besides that, I don't know why he's wearing that shirt. Do you know what the Royals are? It's a it's, it's a, a baseball, baseball team. team. From where? Kansas City, right? Is it? Yeah, it's from Kansas City. All right. well, Smallville's that. in Kansas, yeah. so there we well, go. Well, Kansas City is Missouri, yeah. but... Oh, am I, am I a bad fan to not know that? Am I, am I, I, mean, I just didn't care to look into it. Like, I know. No, I don't know. I was just, like, expecting someone to be like, oh, hey, check out this shirt. It's a call to. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get it. We I get, get it. I, I, I get it now. I don't, I don't, I feel that I don't need to do the research anymore. No, I don't know. I mean, sure, whatever. He's there got a go. Royals t-shirt. I don't know. I got you. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only, I only know. <laughs> I mean, you could read into the Royals t-shirt as being, like, a subtle things like look these are like the two most important kryptonians still alive in this scene ha 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 yeah there you go Interesting. yeah don't forget who's royal around here <laughs> um yeah i i only know hockey so unless they're wearing a blackhawk shirt i won't know what they're talking about <laughs> sure um but yeah there's no hockey in kansas do you know that nate i didn't know that oh yeah i didn't know i'm that. not a big sports guy i'm doing a a podcast about Superman. If you couldn't <laughs> right? tell. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. It's the best so, anti sports yeah. argument I think there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll stick to it. I'll go to bat for all you guys. Right. Don't worry. Anytime someone asks you a question you about go. sports, I host a podcast about Superman. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you guys. <laughs> I'll never lie to you. <laughs> so yeah, this is a this is a mind probe that's going on in his head. Um, trying to get the information about the codex. Um, and, you know, it starts off, you know, General Zod starts off with uh, Cal, or do you prefer Clark, which is like the name that they gave you? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a really backhanded delivered line. Mm. Well, it's an insult. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a, it's a big insult. Big, big insult. So that's the name yeah. that they gave you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're denying what you came from. Like, look, like, I don't know if you... You've obviously thought you've been alone for these years, but, like, look, you're a part of this society, and we are better than the human race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their culture is inferior compared to Krypton's. Yeah. Um, but do you think, which, I don't know, which one do you think uh, Kalo prefers? I imagine um, Clark. Clark. Yeah. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you prefer the... The name that you grew up with. Yeah, the name you grew up with. Come on, guys. Yeah, this, like... As a character, as as Clark Kent, the character that we've grown to to know from these past seventy eight minutes, um, he is Clark. Yeah. It wasn't until a few minutes ago that that he was actually he learned of of the name Cal, and you know we saw him try to embody that um, in previous minutes. But like, I'm sure at the end of the day. So which he, one do you prefer? I prefer Cal. That's just. I mean, I don't know why I've always liked the name Cal. What L. about you guys? I think. I think when it depends, like as Superman, he is Kal El, but when he's pretending to be a human, he's Clark Kent. See, I'm gonna split the difference here because I always have felt like Superman is not really Clark Kent or Kal El. Superman is Superman. Yeah, here we go. This is where we've, me and Mark have actually discussed this before. Like in this movie, there is, uh, especially towards the end and even into the next movie, Dawn of Justice, there is a big distinctive, you know, there's a huge clear difference between the three characters. Mm. There's Clark, there's Cal, and there's Superman. Right. Because, like, Cal-El and and Clark Kent are both performances. And Superman is himself. He doesn't have to be beholden to anybody. Except himself. Yeah, exactly. And Batman, apparently. Yeah, that's the way I've always (laughs) felt about, like, Superman the character. 
is that like when he's interacting with other Kryptonians, he kind of puts on airs and he's Kal-El. And when he interacts with people, he's Clark Kent. Mm. But when he's in the costume and like doing what he feels is right, he's just being himself. See, like, that's what I feel like out of normal continuity Superman. Like, the quintessential Earth, uh, prime Earth Superman. Like, yes, that is it. Like, him being normal is Superman. Yeah. And he, he wears the two masks of, of Clark and, 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 and Cal. But in this movie, I think the exact opposite. Yeah. I think Superman is now a guise that he has to put on to make something that the people of Earth need to stride for mm. versus... Him always being Clark and then him newly discovering himself as Cal. So, like, he'll probably want to, like, try to do Kryptonian things if he learns about them. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, wear, the, I'll wear this cape. I'll, I'll address my superiors how I address them or, or what have you. And when I need to fly out the window and save everybody on a daily basis, I have to put on this persona of this good guy trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. and that's like no. now it's like Superman is the mask in this universe. I feel like um, in this film and in the next film, um, but I don't think so in Justice League. But I do like in these first two films. I think so that Superman is the the person. Superman is fake, mm-hmm. um, and I think that Kal El is the real person because he's rediscovered his culture and his heritage and his real name, and so he's accepting of it. And he's like, you know, this is who I was. This is Kal El. It's um, we I I referenced it to um, African slaves rediscovering their African roots after slavery was abolished, and uh, and then Crystal Beth also said that it's kind of like when a transgendered person yeah like accepts like who they really are and yeah. he's like you know my name used to be my name used to be a John but you know now my name is Jan like that's who I am now mm-hmm. and and I feel like so like Kal El here is you know is Kal El like that's who my dad my parents were and that's where I come from and and I found my roots again and that's who I am but then I I feel like in Justice League we'll get like Superman does yeah. that make sense yeah, like, yeah. We, it's always gonna be a, a facade he'll be the martyr well, he became the martyr, and that's yeah. you know that, that's when he when he because like in this film and then in the next one, he doesn't feel like Earth is his. He doesn't feel like he's part of that world yet until the very end of Dawn of Justice, and then he's like, "This is my world too," and and then he sacrificed himself. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm spoiling this movie. <laughs> um, Spoiler warning. So yeah, there you go. So that's our rants. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like Superman's fake here, and I think he's really callow. But and then, but that all changes. You know, it's called character arcs, right? For a reason. Yeah, this guy's got three of them. Like, yeah. talk about hitting it out of the park. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I guess that's where we stand with all that. Um. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he prefers callow, right now. Um. So he talks. General Zod talks a little bit about uh, who he is and who Jor-El's father was, because. Uh, again, he's playing. On, he's playing on the notion that Kal-El doesn't know anything yet. Yeah, which is kind of a sad part because, like, we know that he knows, and that we know what who who knows. You know, and or do knows. I know? I know. Well, I think you know. <laughs> do you guys know? <laughs> have you heard? <laughs> What's this news you have? What? <sighs> oh, that Kal-El knows about General Zod. Now, whose nose are we supposed to be picking? <laughs> Your own, your friends, <laughs> or none of them. Don't do that. <laughs> um, Krypton's military leader, 
and his father, Jor-El, was our foremost scientist on Krypton. Yes. So they were the highest of the highs of two very different uh, affiliations. Guilds. Guilds. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The Warrior Guild, right? That's what we talked about? No. Science what did, Guild? No, we just... It's not the Science Guild. I, I just saw it on, on the internet. The Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop Guild. It was... It, I think it was the Lollipop Guild. There you go. Um, jor Make scientists, like, candy maker. Willy Wonka. Yeah, man. Status. Oh, man. Superman, Willy Wonka. Krypton, Kryptonian Willy Wonka. There <laughs> yeah. Willy Wonka, Frankenstein, jor over here says, uh, the only thing that they agreed on, General Zod and jor is that Krypton was dying. It's the only thing that they agreed on, but at the same time, we're led to believe that they were friends for a very long time. Yes. Now, I got a lot of problems with this phrase. Um, exactly what you just said. Uh, I thought it was under everybody's understanding that Jor-El and Zod were Buddies? friends. They were, they were, yes, they, they, they did have their differences, but they had mutual respect for each other. So it wasn't like... From this, from this phrase, it seems like they disagreed on absolutely everything which i didn't think that was the case between zod and jor-el um he could just be speaking now, verbally that's true uh, yeah 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 i guess you're right um, maybe maybe we're looking way too far into this i mean you are Me specifically you are analyzing it minute by minute so i mean that's your job that is the job so i it's feel my like job. he shouldn't have said that because it's like you want to seem like you're really close with his dad yeah so unless he's, he's just like saying hey this is the hard truth man yeah just be honest yeah i feel like honesty is the best policy i feel like zod is capable of being dishonest but he doesn't feel his characterization like he's the kind of person that will just flat out lie to somebody's face yeah i don't know yeah you're right yeah he no you're right and I also thought just now it's like maybe you don't have to agree with everything to be someone's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Especially Aww. maybe. How nice. Especially maybe he's not lying straight to Superman's face because he's like, and it's a completely private, uneavesdroppable conversation. Yeah. They probably just had a friendly rivalry the whole time, and then right before Krypton exploded, it was like a real rivalry. And then they became nemesis, <laughs> and then yeah. So, so I, 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 it, it just begs the, the, the idea of having previous Zod and Jor El conflicts, and I yeah. want to know what they were, and I want to know. And this about Krypton them. show shows that there might actually be family ties with the two family yeah. lines. So pretty interesting, right? That's what I want to know. Now, is there a clear significance between military and science in this aspect? I know we can relate that a lot to what's happening in our Earth right now, but what do you think was the significance in 2013 when they were writing all this and, and making all this? Like, is that am I asking a, a weird question here? Do you know what I'm trying to get well, at? Let's say the question again. What's the big What's the big significance between having head of a military versus the head of the science guild? They have a seat on the council. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean? Do do you mean like greater what? cultural context of like when the movie was written? Y- yes, part of it, but also more in universe. Like, what is uh, is is there a bigger debate here between military and science? Like, I know we can relate it to what's happening in our real world, especially now yeah. with everything that's going on. But what was it like on Krypton? 
Do you know? I don't know if I'm even just yeah. asking a rhetorical well, question here. I mean, their, their justice system was definitely really harsh, and their military was very advanced. So yeah, the, and the fact that Jor El was willing to do things outside the box shows that maybe science itself, after they become advanced to a certain point, was maybe looked down on some, and he wasn't treated with the respect or deference he should have been. Like, science had advanced so much that they felt like they couldn't advance anymore and the military took over? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I'll buy that. Yes, yeah. I, 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 like, I like that. Yeah, I like hmm. that a lot. Um, but I don't know. I, I know that we that there's just, like, real big ties to yeah. that phrase. The only thing we agreed upon. Like, I mean, just that. The only thing we agreed upon was the big conflict that we saw in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, like, that only thing we agreed upon between military and between science is something that's so relatable to present day right now. Yeah. No, that was good. And I'm glad that we're covering it in 2017. I'm glad that you asked that question. I'm over here asking about makeup and the Kryptonian <laughs> technology. <laughs> oh, it's... there was something I wanted to mention uh, yesterday that I... Uh, we, we talked about a bunch of other stuff, but you just put it back into my mind when you mentioned the makeup thing again. Oh, God. Because we were talking about um, the genetic manipulation of, like, Kryptonians and how they're born, how their parents kind of wanted them. Who chose bald? Mm-hmm. Oh, bald guy? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he yeah. chose to shave his hair off in, like, jail, like See, space jail. Maybe, but that that's him making a creative decision about himself. Well, they're yes. all criminals anyway. I mean, we don't know that. Well, I guess we do know that, but... Yeah, because... Well, we don't... In movie, if you're watching this for the first time, we don't actually know that yet, but we're about to find that out in yeah. the next 60 seconds. Fair. Well, I think we we also asked why people look different anyways. Like, why why don't they all just look like one female and one male? Why aren't they just, like, cloned that way? Yeah. And I think we talked about... It was like... So the parents, when they're ready to have a child, they take the DNA of both parents and they, like, make... A clone baby out of that does that make sense and it's yeah. still a so mix it's equal parts both parents and it's still a yeah. mix of the parents so they still look yeah. like their parents to a certain degree yeah. yeah they like take the the phenotypes and the genotypes of the parents and they yeah. throw it into a, a blank template and they like all right like this is how you're getting a baby without having to walk around nine months right. with that thing in you. So <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Right. It's like going through like a easy bake oven right now. <laughs> Come back in thirty minutes, and you and, and it'll you have, be done. And and that's you have two. Ha- and he's bald. That's how. I, <laughs> yeah, you have two hair choices: bangs or bald. <laughs> bangs or bald. That's exactly. That's the name of this episode. It's, it's very true. I mean, I, I I pointed it out to Mark before we were recording. It's like, look, they got bangs. I got bangs. That guy doesn't have even bangs. Zod has bangs. Or it'd be better. Yeah, like I mean, it'd be better if the bald guy just had no hair except for just little bangs covered, you know, coming out like that. But then it would look like a big, it would over exaggerated unibrow. Yeah, like eyebrow bangs. I I like it. It looks different. Bring I like up. it. It would look alien, wouldn't it? It looks like a Skyrim would... character that you make a character generator. <laughs> just to just purposely like, make yeah. it bad. And it's just glitchy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, my it's hair like, glitches through this helmet. Oh. <laughs> Whatever, it has better stats. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I. that's good call on that bald guy. <laughs> I don't. There's no information on that guy either, so. Yeah, no, we, I couldn't really I couldn't find anything. It just popped back in my brain, Nothing I was just like, why would someone choose to, like, curse their kid with being bald from birth? Maybe they were really spiteful. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, like, this is a political marriage with no love. We're going to make our kid ugly. 
Hey, some people can pull off the bald look. Just passive aggression. Not me. I'm not up to eleven. Not doing it. <laughs> sure. Um, if you are listening and you are bald, just know that I love you <laughs> and that it's okay to be bald. Bald is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I wouldn't make fun of The Rock if you for being bald. I wouldn't make fun of The Rock for any reason. None. <laughs> He would destroy me. Yes, sir, Mr. Rock, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. He's Black Adam now, so you got to respect oh, him. Oh, that's true. Right? Um, but that's all I had for this minute. Uh, is there anything you guys had left? I don't think so. That's it, I think. Yeah. It was a long one. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All righty. Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to leave us a great review on iTunes. We love reading those out. Um, if you guys love Lord of the Rings, definitely check out Cast and Norm's podcast, Lord of the Rings Minute. And uh, if you're looking for some non-geeky podcasts, watch I feel like Rush. I guess you could be a geek about Rush and be into that. So there's that. There's Stellar Dynamics, the ultimate encyclopedic compendium of all Rush. And you can listen to it. The, they talk about the albums and they go track by track through it. And it's two music theorists that, you know, deep dive into Rush's discography. And then there's also Honey Hole My Beer, just two gals sharing craft beers and some of the oddest stories I've ever heard. Uh, And we'll check you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.